Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. That's right. It is episode six, I want to say. And what are we talking about for today's episode? Halloween specials. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're doing Halloween specials just in time for Halloween, too. Classics we're talking about is one a stop motion animated film from the makers of many holiday specials for making base. And it was called Mad Monster Party from 1967. And another was, which is probably more well known as The Nightmare Before Christmas. And then this third one is Scared Shrekless, which is a Halloween special in the Shrek franchise. Some of you may know about some of these holiday specials and others are you might not be as familiar with, but we wanted to cover a whole range of both familiar and f- unfamiliar. But before we get into discussing the Halloween specials, we have a trivia question to answer. So last episode's trivia question, which was from two weeks ago, I believe, it was, what were the Flintstones originally going to be called? They were originally going to be called the Flagstones. Okay, tell us a little bit about what inspired the change. There originally was a cartoon, a lost episode from 1960, which was a demo reel showing early looks at Fred and Barney and some other characters. And it was released in summer 1984, the lost pilot on Cartoon Network. And Kenneth Muse was the animator for that film reel showing early prototypes of the characters from that classic show. Gotcha. And then eventually the name was changed from Flagstones to Flintstones. And became an iconic classic cartoon show we all know. All right. So that was the trivia question from last episode. Stick around to the end of this episode to get the latest trivia question. But for now, we have some Halloween specials to talk about. This first one we're talking about is called Mad Monster Party. Yes, it was from 1967, and you actually might be familiar with the production company that created it. Rankin Rankin Bass. They are well known for lots of Christmas specials, such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Little Drummer Boy, and several others like year without a santa claus they did a lot of christmas classics yeah not so many halloween specials and in general there's just not as many halloween specials it's certainly it's probably the i'd say the second most popular holiday but compared to christmas certainly not as many but actually we've been mispronouncing the name it's actually mad monster party there's a question mark in the title which i've never seen before i did notice that tell us about the movie what happens in the movie there's Born Von Frankenstein, who, and there, there's some monsters in it, and it, like, Dracula, of uh, the a mummy, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Werewolf, Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde, and a creature from the Black Lagoon, referred to as just the creature. Yeah, so there's a mishmash of different monsters, uh, the most popular monsters, certainly at the time. And some of them are still popular now. Dracula, for example, the mummy. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is interesting because the Disney movie has transformed that character from a quote-unquote traditional monster to a more sympathetic character. Hero, whose name is Quasimodo. Right, exactly. So in the movie, Dr. Frankenstein. Voiced by Boris Karloff. What's his claim to fame? Known for... The original Frankenstein, as well as the narrator of the Grinch cartoon. Right. So he actually plays Frankenstein's monster in the original Frankenstein movies. And that's what he's famous for. So in this one, he voices Dr. Frankenstein, the person who creates 
Frankenstein's monster. It's a common mistake that Frankenstein is the monster, but it's actually not the monster itself. It's the person who created the monster. So Dr. Frankenstein in this movie, he is the head of a of an organization called the Worldwide Organization of Monsters. And that includes all the monsters that you just listed. He's actually in the process of retiring and he is going to name his successor. And I think he's going to name his, I want to say his nephew. I might be wrong about that. But all the other monsters want to be in charge of this organization. So there's a lot of shenanigans as they scheme to yeah. to try to take over the organization itself. Yeah. In the process of the movie, as the all these monsters are scheming, there's a creature that's simply known as It, which is... I think it's just a ripoff of King Kong. This it is so offended that it was not invited that it like that big ape, like big gorilla. Yeah. So it goes on a rampage and it starts destroying everything. And Dr. Frankenstein basically sacrifices himself to stop it and destroys the Isle of Evil along with it, the organization. And he defeats that scary ape. Yeah. I've read around. It was described as more kooky than spooky and adam's family kind of like yeah exactly speaking of that a new adam's family movie already came out recently how was it really funny a good modern take on the original classic yeah but going back to mad monster party uh, <laughs> i still i can't get over it that they have a question mark in it that movie does have some inspiration I think for the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Right. Yeah. So let's get that to that in a second. So Mad Monster Party is a stop motion animated film. It's a musical. It's a comedy. It's silly. It's quirky. And now it's a cult film. And actually, Ezra, what, what does it mean when we call something a cult film? Like when something originally from which is really old from back then wasn't very successful or not a lot of people liked it back then like a lot of people would today. Right. It's it's usually a movie that isn't for whatever reason. It's just so out there that it's not well received by a lot of people at the time, but it just just resonates with a certain audience. So classic cult mm. films are like Rocky Horror Picture Show or Garbage Pale Kids, Howard the Duck. Right. These movies that are kind of kitschy, kind of silly, kind of just, they're just weird in ways that at the time critics just don't really appreciate. But as time goes by, people mm. keep coming back to these movies and realizing, actually, this is a lot of fun. This is silly. Let's just have fun with it. Uh, Mad Monster Party is one of those films, and they still do showings of it today. That, that classic special did get a prequel of sorts, a TV special called Mad, Mad, Mad Monsters, <laughs> released in 1972. Right. I wonder if that's a play on It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, but who knows? But that classic animated film, I think, has inspired the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Yes, tell us about that. It had a hotel where monsters go on vacation, hide from humans who they think are their enemies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that also has a mishmash of different famous monsters throughout the ages, right? Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf, mummy, invisible man. It's this weird, quirky film that... It's really one of the first movies, I think, that just brought all these monsters together. We've seen other films try to do this with mixed results, but this was one of the first. And mm. for some reason, it really worked with people or it has worked with people over the years. Not so much at the time, but over the years. 
So Mad Monster Party was one of the first Halloween specials. And what other Halloween specials came out around that time? I think Adam's Family Halloween, which um, was a special, I think, from the 19, uh, I think, 77. It was called Halloween with the new Adam's Family. Right. Also, uh, the Charlie Brown Halloween special came out around then. I Which is definitely better known. And it was called the Great, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown came out in 1966, a year before Mad Monster Party. I would also say that even though it's more well known that the Charlie Brown Halloween special also has a kind of cult status to it. And that it's it's just cultivated this niche audience that keeps returning to it every single Halloween. Yeah, and there's Charlie Brown Christmas every Christmas, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving every Thanksgiving, and Easter Beagle Charlie Brown every every Easter, and those others for those times of the holidays. Okay, so that's Mad Monster Party, one of the original Halloween specials. And that was back in the 60s. So now we're going to move flash forward about 30 years to 1993 when Nightmare Before Christmas was released. Yes, and it was directed by Henry Selick and produced by Tim Burton. Right. And actually, Ezra, you told me something interesting about the origins of, of the story. It's based on a poem by Tim Burton. It's <laughs> a long poem but Oogie Boogie, the villain does, from the movie, does not appear in the original poem. So I'll just read a few lines, and, and you can probably just recognize images from the poem in the movie. So, against the moon, a skeleton sat alone upon a hill. He was tall and thin with a bat bow tie. Jack Skeleton was his name. He was tired and bored in Halloween land. I'm sick of the scaring, the terror, the fright. I'm tired of being something that goes bump in the night. I'm bored with leering my horrible glances and my feet hurt from dancing those skeleton dances. Those actually are some of the themes that would get translated. Jack Skellington. The Pumpkin King. The Pumpkin King. So he's the Pumpkin King. He's in charge of Halloween, kind of like the same way that Santa Claus is in charge of Christmas. It's up to him to sort of create the scares and the terrors that will haunt people during the Halloween season. But in the movie, we find out that he's actually bored with his job he wants to do something different he feels stagnant and so a lot of the film follows his this anxiety that he has to trying to reinvent himself and mix up halloween with christmas which is great and actually that that's led to some debate about whether is nightmare before christmas a halloween special or a christmas special or is it both i say it's both I think I would lean that it's more of a Halloween special because it really, really focuses on the Halloween elements and the fact that Jack Skellington, as the king of Halloween, he's the main character and it really follows his story and his arc. But there's there's nothing wrong with seeing it as both or as a Christmas special because it really touches on both of those big holidays. Nightmare Before Christmas has become popular and at Disney Parks, the Haunted Mansion, which has become Haunted Mansion holiday um like during halloween and christmas time and they had it at disneyland since 2001 and at tokyo disneyland since 2004 right where the characters from the night before christmas appear on that ride gotcha and same with the one in tokyo yeah so you can you can if you go to disneyland now you will be able to see jack skellington sally oogie boogie all these characters from the from the movie itself in the ride yeah for a limited time during halloween and christmas Jack and Sally are meetable characters, and I met them once. Oh, yeah? How was that? Fun. I especially love seeing Jack Skellington. He was cool. Yeah, and was he was he tall? Was he... Tall and funny and scary. <laughs> like Mad Monster Party, 
Nightmare Before Christmas is a stop motion animated film, and it's probably the most famous stop motion, I want to say, just because the animation is just so gorgeous. And I think it came at a time when that type of animation had really sort of fallen out of favor. Things were either moving more to cartoon type animation and with the advent of Toy Story just around the bend, there would be a lot more sort of computer generated animation. I did hear that Disney is potentially developing a sequel to Nightmare for Christmas or even a, maybe even a live action remake. Right. Well, which is interesting because that's what Disney is doing nowadays. But yeah, so it's even at the time, it felt like a throwback to these classic stop motion holiday specials from the past like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, even Mad Monster Party, things like that. What did you like about Nightmare Before Christmas? What were some some of your favorite elements of that movie? There were those uh, those songs and the characters and things and how fun it was and spooktacular and merry at the same time. And also how it was one kind of scary for younger kids, though, but good for older ones to see. Yeah, and let's actually... Talk about the music, because the music was such a huge element of the story and I think really helped elevate the movie and why so many people love it, because the music is so good. The music was written by Uh, Danny Elfman, by Danny Elfman. He's famous for working on a lot of Tim Burton films. He did the music for the Batman animated show. And the Simpsons theme song. Right. So he's he's worked on a lot of classic, iconic music from a, many different films and shows. And so and obviously the, the character design is a lot of fun. So you were telling me about the mayor in particular. Yeah, he had two faces, one happy face and one sad or worried face. Yeah. And so he would like spin around. His head would spin around to the corresponding emotion that he was feeling. And he, he is kind of a. Uh, kind of useless he's just he he was the mayor of this city but he didn't really do much and so we have these great scenes in the movie when jack skellington encounters all these different holidays yeah like there's from the halloween world and he goes to the christmas world there's also the valentine's day world thanksgiving world easter world saint patrick's day world and fourth of july world right so oogie boogie has this plot to kidnap santa claus and there's who secretly work for him or two three mischievous trick-or-treaters one skeleton one witch and one devil lock shock and barrel so he sends them on this task to kidnap santa claus but the first time they fail and who do they bring back easter bunny and that it was the wrong guy (laughs) yeah i like that moment that's funny i agree it was hilarious yeah but they do eventually succeed in kidnapping Santa Claus. And then there's Oogie Boogie's song and how he talks about his evil plan. And what is his evil plan? To take over the Christmas holiday. Yeah, so Oogie Boogie is kind of, he's a rival to Jack Skeleton. Like, he wants to be in charge of Halloween. I know, and he was literally a sack of bugs and worms. Yeah, it's very creepy. And so no. that and that's actually how they defeat him is they unravel his sack yeah, and then all the bugs. Yeah, weird. That was a great moment. Yeah. And so it's it, it featured a lot of classic Tim Burton elements. That Yeah. He, he, Tim Burton also did ones like James and the Giant Peach, the 2005 Warner Brothers movie called Corpse Bride and also a 2012 black and white movie called Frankenweenie. Right, right. Yeah, so it just has that sort of creepy aesthetic that Tim Byrne would explore in other films. Yeah. Um, other animated films. Or other movies in general, like Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, and things like that. 
Yeah. At the same time as this movie, Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. there were the original Simpsons Halloween specials from most right. season, except for the first, called Treehouse of Horrors. And most of them have featured two aliens called Kang and Kodos. Another popular Halloween movie, which came out the same year as Nightmare Before Christmas, was Hocus Pocus. About three witches, the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, and I did hear that Disney's already doing a sequel for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, my friend likes to joke, who he works in the industry, he likes to joke that if it exists, Hollywood is either making a remake, a sequel, or a reboot of it. Mm. So all these Halloween specials aren't safe from that either. But it'll be interesting to see if a remake of specifically Nightmare Before Christmas happens, what form it would take. Would it be stop motion? Would it be live action? Would it be a mix? We'll see. I know that there was a Halloween special, which is part of the long running children's show Sesame Street, as we all know, like a not too scary one made for younger kids Mm -hmm. called Elmo Says Boo when Elmo gets ready for Halloween and it also features the count. So there's there's a lot of traditions of different franchises making their own versions of Halloween specials or Christmas or specials or holidays in general. Right. And speaking of franchises, I think that's a good way to segue into our last Halloween special, which is Scared Shrekless. If you're at all familiar with the Shrek franchise, it's one of those those franchises that really rides the line between appealing to children and appealing to adults. It kind of has that PG-13 edginess to it. And certainly that's the case with the title of the Halloween special itself. When did it come out? And tell It us premiered it on NBC in the on October 28th of 2010. So it was a TV movie? Yeah, it was a Halloween special that featured Shrek and his friends getting ready for Halloween in the swamp. And then they go to Farquaad's castle, which was in Duloc, which has been an abandoned place since Farquaad's demise at the end of the first film. Right. And that creepy but funny machine that was from the first film, Welcome to Duloc, it changed from his to a Duloc is a perfect place. It was changed to Duloc is a spooky place. And instead of Donkey saying, let's do that again, Shrek says it this time. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, and so I think most of the voice actors from the original movies came back. I think Eddie Murphy is one notable exception. He did not come back. Somebody else voiced Donkey. But the same kind of humor that's present in the other Shrek movies, that's present here as well. So this movie is actually an anthology film. Ezra, can you tell us what what is an anthology film? Like also called a package film. It's like a compilation of like two or more stories as part of one movie or something. Right. So the story device is that all these characters are gathered and they're telling different spooky stories. How many are there? There's like four. Three. Three. three? The first was The Bride of Gingy, a spoof of The Bride of Frankenstein, then Boots Motel, a parody of Psycho Mm -hmm. with Donkey and Puss in Boots, and then called The Shrek Gorist, a parody of The The Exorcist. Yeah. That that third one was about Pinocchio. In that segment, it revealed like what the original story of Pinocchio was, and it had the talking cricket, Pinocchio's conscience, and... But we all know the Disney version, Jiminy Cricket, but it's just called the talking cricket. Yeah. And how he dies, which is sad, but true in the original version. But later versions, they made it happier. Right. So Shrek is owned by DreamWorks, correct? Yeah. So there's this long ongoing rivalry where Shrek takes a lot of jabs at Disney. And that's certainly one case where they're spoofing the Pinocchio story. The original Pinocchio story that the Disney movie of Pinocchio is based on. Yeah, yeah, the classic from 1940. Exactly. This is also the Shrek second, I think, Shrek 
holiday TV special, first being Shrek the Halls, which was released on ABC in 2007. Right. And I thought it was really funny. It was a little creepy, but funny. Yeah. What what were some parts that were really funny to you? Like, Duloc had become an abandoned town since Farquaad's demise. And... They tell some stories, I remember. The third one where Shrek tells about Gingy. I mean, not Gingy, but Pinocchio, about his conscience, I remember. And, and then we discover his conscience survived, even despite getting squashed by Pinocchio. Right. I remember. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, so there's a lot of funny moments. And that's what are some commonalities between all three of the Halloween specials? That they're all spooky and funny at the same time right so there does seem to be a trend that they're also comedies at the same time yeah. i know that the, some others around the same time dreamworks has also done holiday specials for their other franchises like they're doing another one this year for how to train your dragon they did others for how to train your dragon one for kung fu panda a couple for madagascar and and also a couple for monsters versus aliens right it's interesting because it seems like halloween or Holiday specials in general in recent times have not been as popular, like you haven't seen as many holiday specials made, but DreamWorks, at least to me, it seems to be an exception where they've taken a lot of their franchises and made holiday versions of each of them. Other Halloween things from during the same time I remember where it was, they've also done a couple more. Shrek Halloween specials, Pig Who Cried Werewolf, and mm-hmm. and one parodying Thriller by Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. There was also a Toy Story Halloween special called Toy Story of Terror, when the toys get lost in a motel and when Bonnie goes on a vacation. And another Halloween special was Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween, the second Goosebumps film from Sony based on the novels by R.L. Stein. I actually read those books when I was a kid. I read a couple too. Yeah, I really loved those books. Those were fun. Also, Spongebob Halloween special released in 2017 called The Legend of Bukini Bottom. (laughs) And that stop motion animated Spongebob special was the second stop motion animated holiday special of Spongebob. First being it's a Spongebob Christmas released in 2012. Gotcha. And it was stop motion animated similar to It's a Spongebob Christmas. All right, so those are three Halloween specials in particular, as well as a lot of, there There have been a lot of Halloween specials, and Halloween is, is one of my favorite holidays, just... Yeah, I love see, it too. See all the people dress up and, yeah. and see... I guess what I like about it is that it's a chance for people to really show off their imagination, whether it's with their costumes or decorations yeah. or just with the movies that come out. Yeah. Okay, so I think that'll be it for this Halloween special. Can you do a, an evil laugh, Ezra? <laughs> we hope you have a spooktacular Halloween. If you're deciding, if you're dressing up, going out trick or treating, whatever you do, stay safe, have fun, and we hope it's a fantastic holiday. And just to remind everybody, if you like what we do, we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. Check it out. You'll get exclusive behind the scenes looks at our recording, at our recording process, as well as write-ups about what we do, ideas we're mute talking about doing, things like that. So give it a look and consider supporting us. But for now, before we let you go, we have a trivia question.
Yeah, sorry. What is this episode's trivia question? What famous character from a Christmas special also starred in a Halloween special? Nice. And just to give a hint to our listeners, we've actually talked about this special before on an episode. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. All right, let's close it out. Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation Beyond. Bye! Bye!